Welcome to the last 8% morning. This is JP Palu Fry. It is so great to be with you today. With the pandemic receding and things returning to some kind of normal, have you put on your pre-pandemic clothes yet and found that they ah no longer fit anymore? Well, I certainly have, and it wasn't much fuzz it wasn't much fun. But kind of more seriously, are you frustrated that it can be difficult to maintain a certain weight? Today we give you an insight that can make all the difference in getting to and maintaining your desired weight and being healthy. Are you excited to be here? I certainly am. Let's walk. Out walking, enjoying this gorgeous day, moving as we are able. If you're new to the last 8% morning, we walk. We integrate movement, going for a walk, mindfulness, and mental training exercises so that we can be better in our more difficult moments, our last 8% moments. And so we follow a particular routine. We get up. It's a BIG structure. We get up. We make our bed. You can listen to an episode to understand why we follow. We have a book club, a five-minute book club to inspire ourselves. Then we get walking and pay attention to our belly and our body, which is what we are doing right now. So just feel your feet on the ground. Feel your belly rise and fall. Those are the Bs. And then... We move to our idea of the day. And finally, we finish with a couple of G's, goals and gratitude. And if we do this, as opposed to looking at our phone first thing when we wake up, we don't have as much excessive cortisol, which really has a a bad effect on us. It affects the serotonergic pathway, making us less happy. It suppresses our immune system. And it affects our insulin levels and affects our weight. So we want to be mindful about managing our cortisol. So don't pick up your phone first thing in the morning for half an hour. Resist that temptation. And instead, go for a walk, a 15 to 20 minute walk with me every morning. Anyway, it's great to be here. So feel our feet on the ground Feel our hands and arms swing as we move. And by the way, if you're not moving right now, I would say pause. Put this away until you can actually go for a walk. It's just 15 or 20 minutes. So now feel your head and neck as you're moving. And just tune into whatever sensations are present. Mindfulness is paying attention on purpose, non-judgmentally. So we're not trying to quiet our mind. We are just paying attention to what we feel. Our feet on the ground, our knees, our elbows, 
the space between our eyes. It doesn't really matter what, but what we know is if we can pay attention to our physical sensations, to our belly as it breathes, it brings us into the moment. Physical sensations exist only in the moment, unlike thought. So this is a way to build our ability to be present. And then if you have started this walk and you're, you find yourself in a bit of a challenging mood or you have, you're hooked by some thoughts, again, what does mindfulness bring? Well, not to calm your mind, to change our relationship to whatever it is that we are experiencing, the physical sensations, the different emotions, and those thoughts that sometimes can hook us. And so we're not trying to push any of that away. We're just welcoming. We're just befriending. We're changing our relationship to that. We're being non-judgmental towards it. And that is the key. This practice is both a mindfulness and a self-compassion practice. And it's not a soft practice. Having worked with Olympic athletes, NFL, NBA teams, Navy SEALs, NASA, Intel, you name it. They each really take to this practice because when we can have more non-judgmental awareness of what we're experiencing and more self-compassion, it makes us stronger more resilient, more able to deal with setbacks. So again, just feel your body as you're moving, feet on the ground. Feel the top of your head. Feel your belly rising and falling. It is so great to be with you today. So just before we move to our idea of the day, stand tall, look around, feel grateful. So you want to be healthy, you want to be fit, and you've tried, oh, so many different approaches to managing your weight, and you've worked hard at it, but you find it almost impossible to get to and maintain your desired weight and you are super frustrated and there's a lot at stake yes your weight and health of course but so much more it affects how you see yourself and your belief that you can set a goal and achieve it which of course affects everything else in your life so what do we do and what can i add that has not been said before well, first of all, I chose a brutal title, fail and wait, fail at losing weight on purpose, because this is what it feels like for a lot of people, that we are failing. And it's part of a diet culture that gives higher status to thinner people and creates a moral issue out of eating the right foods and rewards those who are disciplined and dedicated. Somehow they are better than the rest of us. And the big problem here is that this diet culture leads to emotions of guilt and shame. And that is the issue that I want to focus on in this episode. 
and where I think we at the Last 8% Project can be of some service. So here's what I see. Again, just stop for a minute. Feel your feet on the ground as you're walking. Feel your belly rise and fall. Be just in this moment. So here's what I see. Most people who want to be to some certain desired weight understand what they need to do. Right? We all know what to do. Exercise or eat well or follow some plan. And they follow it religiously. They do a great job until they fall off the plan. Which will happen to everyone because of something I call the motivational cycle of doom. This is a something we talk a lot about in the Last 8% Academy, our digital course. But that's that natural up and down of motivation that we all experience. Even those highly motivated people we see on YouTube or wherever we might see them, they experience this cycle. It's normal. And again, having worked with all these high-level athletes, they experience this as well. And here's the thing. When we hit the down cycle and we of our motivational cycle of doom, and we fall off our plan, which is all inevitable, it becomes an emotional event for us. And then how we react matters more than anything. So how do we react? Well, we beat ourselves up. We feel guilt and shame that we were not able to stick to the plan. We berate ourselves. Why? Well, I mean, we're a bit unhappy that we're not able to follow through on this new plan that we've, you know, maybe paid money for. But we also think it will somehow make us behave better if we beat ourselves up. And again, I've worked with lots of athletes who believe this. And I'm telling you right now, the science couldn't be further. There couldn't be anything further from the truth according to the best of what we know on human behavior. Kristen Neff wrote, I found, I found in my research that the biggest reason people aren't more self-compassionate, self-compassionate is that they are afraid they'll become self-indulgent. They believe self-criticism is what keeps them in line. Most people have gotten it wrong because our culture says being hard on yourself is the way to be. I couldn't agree with Kristen anymore. You see, anytime we have an emotion of guilt or shame about a healthy lifestyle choice like eating well or exercising or whatever plan we're on, and we have a guilt or shame about you know falling off that plan, there's one huge consequence. It turns on our, our reward system in our brain. It turns on our reward system in our brain. What does that mean? Well, it turns on a structure called the nucleus accumbens. And that's the reward center in our brain. And so guilt and shame have a particular role that it activates our reward system through dopamine. And even though it makes us feel kind of so bad, neurologically, it also makes us feel so good. And it's a paradoxical effect. And I don't want to go into it all here, but the result is the key part here is that in order to soothe ourselves, which is what we feel like we need to do, we indulge, this is the irony, in the exact same act that we were trying to make a better choice around. So we feel guilt and shame because we fell off our plan and now we feel awful 
And as a way to soothe that awful feeling, we eat what we didn't want to eat, or we give, on, give up on our plan to exercise. In other words, beating us up with shame and guilt does not help us at all. We get the opposite. The most important point to take from this episode is that our ability to manage our emotions in this difficult moment when we fall off, this last 8% moment, this hard moment is the key to being healthy. It's the key to our plan. Because whatever program of diet or healthy meal that you were on, and I do not have an opinion on what you should follow. One day I'll I'll share what I follow. But whatever plan you're on, the key is when you hit a setback and you are struggling, that is the moment you want to master. It's more important than any particular plan. Because if you can master that moment, you will be able to do anything you want, including eat well and exercise well. So again, it's not any particular plan program per se, it is when we inevitably hit that down cycle in our motivation, which is to be expected, and we fall off our horse, so to speak. What we do in that moment is so critical to our success. That's when we especially need tools to manage our emotions in that moment. Louise Hay wrote, you've been criticizing yourself for years, and it hasn't worked. Try approving of yourself and see what happens. So, what do we do? Well, be careful about being a perfectionist. If you are on a plan like Weight Watchers or some plan that counts points, you know, that measures things, the problem is not the measure. The problem is thinking that we need to stay strictly within the confines of that plan. We need to be perfect to the plan. It's not about being perfect. If you are 5% above or below that plan, whatever it is, it will not make any difference. Unless, of course, you beat yourself up and get into the guilt and shame cycle. So we need to be mindful about falling into the self-flagellation and beating ourselves up if we're not perfect. Another really important thought. If we talk to our friends like we talk to ourselves, we wouldn't have any friends. So what do we do instead? First of all, expect that you will fall off the horse. You will have a setback in whatever plan that you're on. And be ready. Or when you do. And here's here's a great little tool that can be very helpful. Speak to yourself like you would speak to your dear friend. What would you say to them if they fell off their plan and they were like being vulnerable with you and really upset with themselves? What would you say? How would you support them? You would have compassion for them. You would have care for them. You would witness them and love them unconditionally. This is the key to whatever plan you are following. Self-compassion is the most important thing you can do in this moment. And of course, as you know, if you're a long-time listener, that's what we do here at The Last 8% Project. In our Last 8% Academy, our digital course in this free podcast, we build the tools of mindfulness, 
and emotional intelligence, self-compassion so that we can manage these difficult last 8% moments differently and more effectively. What you will find is if you start walking every morning with this podcast and really commit to this learning, you will start to see your setbacks differently. You'll be less judgmental towards yourself. You'll have more compassion towards yourself and, by the way, others. And you'll start to see last 8% situations differently. And again, if you're long-time listeners, you know we talk a lot about difficult conversations and decisions. And we'll see those differently, but we'll also see those challenging tasks like how we eat or what we eat and how we move. We will see it differently. It's not something that's happening to us where we are a victim and where we might feel shame and guilt, but as something that is happening for us. How can we explore this so we can use it to transform ourselves? That's what we're all about at the Last 8% Project. And it's so exciting to see people changing their lives because of this. So, standing tall, looking around, feeling grateful. Let's move to our three by three. So three mindful breaths right down into your toes. Breathing in, calming this body. Breathing out, releasing tension. And now we move to gratitude. What are three things that you can feel grateful for without working very hard? I am grateful for all the listeners from all over the world who we get notes from, from New Zealand, one of my favorite countries in the world where my favorite rugby team plays, to many other countries. Welcome to all of you. And now, three goals for the day. What do you want to get done today? Just take this focus that you temporarily have and just say, okay, what three big rocks do I want to get at today? That would really make me feel like it was a productive day. Maybe one of them is to when you fall off whatever plan of exercise or eating or whatever, that you practice being mindful of that and self-compassion. By the way, the episode on tenderness, so if you, I'm not sure the number, but if you go back, that's a great episode to build self-compassion. But as we finish, let's bring this energy into the day. Please, if you're getting a lot out of this podcast, take a picture on it, you know, on your phone, put it on social media, subscribe so you don't miss any episodes, you know, go and write a review. That's a great way to tell the algorithm, hey, there's something going on here. And that means other people will find us. We really want to make a difference in the world. So let's finish with a great quote by Jack Cornfield. but let's bring this focus and energy and momentum into the day. He said, If your compassion does not include yourself, it is incomplete. If your compassion does not include yourself, it is incomplete. What a great quote. 
Have a wonderful day.